That'll do, pig. That'll do. That great quote from Charlotte's Web. I love that. Uh, I thought it was babe. That was the point. That was a test, and you have passed. Babe Ruth? The baseball player? <laughs> babe Ruth. Yeah, yeah. Just his swings. Oh, it's a home run. That'll do, pig. That'll do. And he hit a pig that was flying, and it was the last flying pig. <laughs> and that's the day they went ex- they went extinct, and that's where the pigs flying uh, idiom came from. Yeah, as it just disappears, it's like, it's like oh, well, there was the last one. Yeah, uh, flying pigs. Now down to Babe Ruth. Okay, cool. Spider pig, spider pig. <laughs> does whatever a spider pig does. Can it swing from a web? No, it can't because it's a pig. Thank you. All right, cool. Now that we've got that warm up going. It's on with the show. Hi guys. This is the Immaterial Gamers Podcast and this is episode number thirteen. Have you lost track? My last one was hold on. Or is it twelve? Because I was in here the last one, wasn't I? Or was it? Yeah, you 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 hosted the last one. Alright, well my last one was eleven, so if I was here last time, then we're on twelve. Twelve. Should twelve. Be. Well, we're on a we're on a number. It's a Material Gamers podcast episode blank. Right, so episode uh-huh. twelve. We're, we're at a number that's high enough that we're starting to lose track already. We've been yeah. doing this for like three months or something now. Yeah, bloody hell. No, it's yeah. twelve now because the last one was eleven. Eleven. Okay. All right, Control all delete cat. Yes. Yeah, it was episode control or delete cat. And uh, this episode, which will be episode quote to be determined later. Um, yeah, I'm back again. Welcome back, Ryan. Thank you. Hello, Ryan. Thank you. Back from my trip into Blackpool, looking at a tower and lights and all the category C slot machines you could ever get to use. But uh, yeah, we're back. We're recording on the 21st of October 2018, and as Nottingham again and Ryan says, it's time to now introduce people, because we've got stuff we need to go on and talk about. So, starting from Darius, we'll start with uh, Darius. Hello, everyone. Cool. And we move, we move on to our good old Canadian friend, Jeff Ada Duncan. Not hosting this week. Ayo. <laughs> and finally, from around 400 meters away, it's D. Hey. There we go. So. That wasn't very positive. Yeah. Try it again, Danny. Try it again. <laughs> it's D. S- second of. Oh God! Too much enthusiasm. <laughs> we can, once we get the balance, everything's great now. But it's all—it's all sorted, right? So, if you use it all up, then uh, you're not going to have much energy left for the next time you're on. It's only your second appearance. Yeah, you gotta—you yeah, gotta deal it out. You've got—you've got at least like four or five appearances before it becomes routine. So yeah, enjoy, enjoy yourself in the first before it, uh, you know, goes worse. Anyway, we've got our. Usual features. Well, I say that. We've got truncated games we've been playing. We're going to try and just get through them a little bit quicker. Or at least try and find something that we can talk about and not spend half an hour on a podcast on. We're just. We're trying stuff new. Yeah, just focus on like one main game and try to abbreviate it to a few minutes if we can. Yeah. 
we're trying to do that little question and answers and all that business. We're then going to go through the features, which does work. The news. We've got some uh, happy, sad, and huh news <laughs> this week. So um, usual blend. Yeah, always, always a good set. And then we don't have any new releases or anything because it's only the middle of October still. Uh, so we're going to have a feature that I'm codenaming The Oddest. And it's to do with Sims 3 patch notes. But uh, we'll, we'll get on with that a little bit later. So what we'll do is we'll start with the games that we've been playing or a game that we can talk about for a little bit. Uh, let's start with Duncan. Yeah, I've probably got the most to say about the game I'm going to be focusing on this week, so might as well get me out of the way. Yeah, let's go for it. First. So, uh, my as in contrast to my usual uh, gaming discussion uh, portions on this podcast, I actually have been playing games this week. My yeah. entire week has been replaced by Square Enix. Oh, good. Uh, as I have been playing a lot of Final Fantasy XV this week. Oh, yes, uh, Final Fantasy XV Windows Royal Edition. Yeah, I've been really getting into that mm-hmm. since I've got my controller in, and definitely, that was, I definitely think that the getting the gamepad was the correct way to to play this game. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm happy with that decision. Uh, I've also been playing a lot of uh, The World Ends With You on Switch, but I'm not going to talk about that this week. I might save that for next week when I've got when I'm closer to finishing it with my sister. Yeah. I'm currently co-oping that with my sister, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting through that. Oh, but that's, that's good. You see, that's just the thing—the sound of co-oping with the world ends with you. That's just—that's just music to my ears. But that's the way the game was made to be played. I tell you, I'll tell you more about that next week. Yeah. Uh, for this week, I'm going to focus on Final Fantasy 15. Uh, last week, I kind of teased a little bit into Final Fantasy 15 because, yeah, uh, sure. I'm sure Ryan knows from having edited the video, it was a bit of an interesting uh, start where. Mm-hmm. I, it was mostly just cutscenes, uh, some technical problems, and uh, I got about one millisecond into gameplay before my game crashed. So mm, millisecond. That was I was not off to a good start last week, but this time this week I've had some actual gameplay, and uh, it's much more positive reaction this time. Mm. Yeah. Once, so once, once you get over the the starting sequence of pushing a car to Florence and the Machines, cover of Stand by Me. Hmm. Yeah, what a, it was such a bizarre way to begin this type of game, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. So uh, where do we begin with Final Fantasy Fifteen? It's a it's a complicated game. There's a lot to 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 explain with this game. Mm. So first of all, I haven't been in Final Fantasy for about fourteen years. Uh, last yeah. new the last new one I played was Final Fantasy Ten Two when that came out. And that was, I, th- I want to say, 2004 for that game. So yeah, about 14 years I've been out of the Final Fantasy loop. Yeah. So they've changed quite a bit in uh, in my absence. Uh, for starters, this one is heavily focused on the open world action RPG uh, genre of game as opposed to the turn-based ones that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, more in line with, I guess, the Kingdom Hearts series, which is really kind of what set them down that path. Uh, one of the main features of this of this game is uh, driving around in your car, which oh, uh, you have to, <laughs> which the game starts with you pushing to a gas station. <laughs> That's pretty humorous. Oh, and uh, saying saying hello to Cindy, is it the? Uh... Yeah, Cindy, the granddaughter of Sid. 
because every Final Fantasy game must have a Sid. Although this might be the least important Sid in the series, honestly. Yeah. I've only yeah. talked to him like once so far. Mm. Yeah. Like a hunting mission, that was about it, isn't it? Yeah, and he can upgrade my equipment, but I haven't bothered to do that because I'm lazy, and it takes forever to travel between places. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> this game decided to take the somewhat realistic approach to distances between hotspots and locations. Mm. Like, every quest marker is separated by a matter of miles, and yeah. uh, unless you've already been to a place before, you have to manually drive there, which can take up to five minutes at a time, so far, is the longest distance I've had to travel. Yeah, but you get a bit of time to look at those vistas, those really pretty, pretty places. Yeah, it's it's a it's a growing trend in games that's it's less shock it's less amazing than it should be. Mm. Like if I think if this was the very first game I had seen that had this type of mechanic, it would be more mind blowing. But I love this growing trend of like open world games that are so big and have such a huge like draw distance to them where it's like that thing way on the horizon, hundreds of miles away. You could go there if you want to. It'll take you an hour and a half, but you can get there. <laughs> yeah, and just make, making sure, you know, you better enjoy that hour and a half getting to that big sword. Don't want to disappoint. Yeah, the, uh, I will say our colorful cast of supporting characters, uh, <laughs> they, they, they alternate between, uh, likable and cool and it's kind of obnoxious and goofy. Uh, sometimes, you know, I find that they've recorded just a few too many, like, reaction noises for them. Like, it's just, like, every five seconds, just like a, uh, uh, ooh, ah, uh, you know, like, just, like, grumbles of confusion, irritation, annoyance, discomfort, bewilderment. bewilderment. Sometimes in completely inappropriate times, it's like, I walk past them, and they're like, buh? (laughs) How do I not know you knocked this? Huh? Huh? Well, surprising. Uh, how many how many new recipes have you ended up discovering them? Uh, the new recipes. Okay, so that's that's a whole other thing I should introduce. This is another this is uh this is one of those games that if you're one of those people who is bothered by the idea that your characters never seem to sleep or eat or need to sleep or eat if that's the kind of person you are, you're going to love this game because you are constantly eating and sleeping in this game. You eat a meal every day if you're doing the game right and you sleep yeah. every night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because this is... this is. Um, it's been a while since I played 15, but this was the one where you banked XP, isn't it, by resting. Yeah, when you fight monsters and do quests, you get experience, but you don't actually level up f- from that experience until you sleep. And the reason for that is because... Uh, depending on where you sleep, you get sort of an EXP modifier. If you camp out in the wilderness, you don't get any bonuses, but your cool English butler... Uh, uh, what, uh, which, what was his name? Ignis, that's it. Uh, he'll make you a free meal, which will give you a stat boost in the morning. And that's where the whole new recipe thing comes from. He likes uh, to come up with random <laughs> new recipes based on ingredients that you've found in the wild or or even just leveling up. Yeah, just at random points, though, as well. It's just yeah, like, it's like yeah. middle of the boss fight. It's like I kill the last guy, and he's just like, Oh, I've discovered a new recipe. Oh, I'm going to make this at camp. <laughs> oh, it's good. I do, I do like the fact that everyone like in that is a specialist as well. So Noctis is, you know, he's the 
you know, just the everyman, the fighter, he, the prince. Yeah, the Noctis, the prince. He do, he can do a little bit of everything, but he likes fishing. Yeah. Oddly enough, that's I don't know. Do it, I don't know if it's a big thing. Like, do Japanese royalty like to go fishing? I yeah. don't know. Prin- princely patience, possibly. You know. It's unfortunate that the uh, the sh- the fishing is by far my least favorite thing to work on, so I never level it up. Yeah. I never get to do the one thing that Noct supposedly likes very much. Yeah, and then Ignis is the cooking. Ignis uh, is like our butler. He drives, he cooks, he gives you a lot of advice. He's just he really is your your travel butler. And then then who else have we got? Is it Gladius? We got Gladio who's just a big muscle dude who likes he's a survivalist. He's your personal trainer. He's yeah. your bro. He's your big he's your bro guy. Do, Not actually do, your brother. Do, do bros united. And then we got Prompto, the goofy little sidekick slash photographer yeah. who likes to yeah. sing to himself and crack jokes and yeah. complain. Who's the easiest to level up his own hobby because he's always taking pictures. Yeah, he just automatically takes random screenshots of things that didn't actually happen most of the time. <laughs> it's just like you'll be looking at the end of the day when you go to sleep, you'll get like photographs. You'll go through like a list of photographs that he took throughout the day, supposedly. And some of them are like based on fights that you had that day and others are more like just random incidental things it's like oh here's us posing in the gas station and us in here's us hanging out by the side of the road and none of these things happen i don't remember this happening <laughs> i just love the fact though that you could be fighting then yet yeah, you you rest for the night and there's a selfie of him you know he's, he's looking while you're flying across the screen because you've just been knocked 70 feet by a titan just you know Good, yeah. good, good fun times. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I have to say, uh, the overall gameplay mechanics are fantastic. I absolutely love the game, uh, gameplay stand wise. Uh, it's very fun. It's fluid. It's responsive. Uh, as far as like story goes, I'm only. I mean, I'm only like 15 hours into it, and I've spent probably nine of those hours doing side quests and hunts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, quests. and traveling. Uh, but. I have to say, the story is a little bit tonally confused from what I've seen so far. It's just yeah. like, I don't know, man. It's it's so bizarre. Uh, there was this scene right at the beginning of the game, spoilers, where uh, you're off on a side quest, just doing whatever. I think you're going to go get married or something. Mm-hmm. And on your way there, your hometown, your home city gets destroyed, and your dad gets murdered, and like the city explodes. And it's taken over by uh, an empire, a neighboring empire. And then, like, but, like, and, you know, there's a couple minutes where it's like, oh, my God, this is horrible. I can't believe this has just happened to us. But, like, within minutes, you know, you you regain autonomy of your character and you can immediately go on side quests or talk to people. And the fact that you can do that and all of a sudden you're just all, like, jovial and be like, nah, what, let's go... Uh, go have a rest, uh, let's yeah. go do this quest. It's like, oh, no problem, I can do this quest for you. And it's like, yeah. it's so weird, it's so jarring. Yeah, it's like the world has gone to shit, but however, I have discovered a new recipe. Exactly. And it's like, it's it's especially strange because every time you go camping in the wild, you get this, like, really, like, for no pun intended, a really campy, corny, like, almost like infomercial little tune going on in the background. Yep. It's just like the most cheerful, out-of-place thing ever and like you can do this like immediately after you find out that you know your 
you've been dethroned essentially and your dad is dead it's just like oh okay i guess we don't care about tone we're just gonna plow yeah. through it tone tone is a little bit weird in a game that has a mission you know and and it doesn't do much but it's a mission sponsored by cup noodle and all i don't know if you've noticed all the gas stations take american express they take american express yeah Okay, next time, next, next time you have a look at the garage, uh, one of the, like the doors when you went in the garage or like a, a shop, just have a look what they take. Very weird that the planet of EOS has a has American Express as a payment. They're probably one of the only few places in the galaxy that does take American Express, but just, just <laughs> so you know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'd so that's that's basically the summary of what I've experienced so far. Gameplay solid, really fun. Story. Confusing, totally odd, characters middling. Yeah, fair enough. And I, 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 you know, I, I could go on. There's a whole lot. There's a lot to unpack with this game. It's a really complicated game. There's a lot of mechanics. There's a lot of nuances. There's a lot of things I want to talk about. I'm actually considering like writing out a full review for the game. Mm. I mean, it's like a year late at this point. I don't even know if a re- if a review is. Okay. A viable option at this point, but I would love to be able to just write my full feelings because there's a lot to go on. Yeah, no worries. Well, we'll, we'll look forward to that. Because, yeah, there's no problem. Right, review of a game that's old, new. You know, that's what we do. At uh, good old Immaterial Gamers HQ, we write about what we want. Yeah, I think that maybe as I get further into the game, I might go a little bit more into in depth. Uh, at least in writing about it. I won't yeah. fully unpack everything here because, like I said, we're trying to get through at a somewhat brief pace, and I've already kind of broken that rule with how much I've talked. Ah, don't worry about it. We can we can sort stuff out. Right. Uh, we can edit stuff. Yeah, I'm, uh, I do the editing these days. I, uh, look, I'm on 48-hour turnarounds now. That's why we do podcasts. Uh, I upload podcasts going forward on a Tuesday now. But You leveled still. up your uh, editing skill. Yeah. It's level, yeah. level four now. It's all it's all good. Right, uh, Darius, have you completed Vampire yet? I'm close to completed it, but have not finished it yet. Okie dokie. Unfortunately. I think I'm going to finish it sometime next year. <laughs> next year, nice. <laughs> January. Podcast. Well, it's like two months Episode away, 36. isn't it? Episode 36, Darius completes Vampire. So, yeah... Basically, it looks like one of the things, isn't it? Yeah. Which I well don't have time to finish because I'm getting well myself into other games like Neverwinter Nights. Oh, hello! The first one. Oh, is it the enhanced edition by any chance? Yes, it is. Oh, good, good. How's how's that going for you? Uh, uh. they. <laughs> They didn't re- well. They didn't really improve the visuals. However, they do support ultra wide monitors, so that's a good plus. Yeah. So yeah, that that's what I like. And well, the story and the gameplay and everything else is as it was before. Mhm. So yeah, I'm kind of happy to jump into this uh, rolling um, RPG game. Well, rolling as in you have to roll the dice, isn't it? However, you're not rolling; yeah. the system is rolling them for you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 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 nice. It's the old-fashioned, literally the old-fashioned RPG game. It's nothing like uh, Final Fantasy. Yeah, 
Mm. You no, don't just... have you don't have any fancy moves or story. Well, story is good, but it's you know it's old game, guys. So what do you expect? Hey, hey, just using the old. Uh, at this point, never went at night. So would have been using the D and D third edition rule set. I think so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, now take into account that we're on D and D fifth, which even now is what five years old. Exactly. But yeah, I like. I I I wanted something, you know, something not fresh, uh, something um, old, something nostalgic, something with uh, feel of the. You know what I'm coming from. I want to feel yeah. something which, which these times we can miss. We don't mm. ha we don't see it in the games. Yeah, something. Yeah, I know. I know where you're coming from. Yeah, so there's something unique in the games from 90s. Mm. Yeah, sort of. No, I think you're right. It's sort of like nostalgia in a in a sort of sense, but it's more like going back to going back to the roots of the game. Yeah. Really, something. Yeah. Oh something yeah, exactly. You, you you may have missed beforehand. It's like hidden gems in a sense, isn't it? Sort of something that was good that you'd never got round to, and now we're picking it up and sort of enjoying it for what it was. Yeah, and and story-wise, uh, it's completely different looking at the story when you are 15 year old and when you are 25 old. Mm. So yeah. that's giving you a little bit different perspective, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So that's why mainly I picked it up uh, on GOG. So yep. Uh, good old, good old games for good old games. Yeah, and if, if, well. If, if I ever suggest for anything typical for for enhanced edition, uh, infinite dungeons. Infinite dungeons. I never uh, tried that one be, before. Yeah, used to be an old premium module for Neverwinter Nights, while Atari still had their um, their servers. Hmm. But now that Beamdog have picked it up and they've got that, um, the it's just the idea is that you just run a constantly changing maze. So you All right. put your yep. character in. You can either start a character or you can roll one. They suggest starting it from like the fifth level up. But yeah, it's just a just something a little bit different. There isn't there is a like a, a framework of a story, but if yeah, if you just ever decide to want to deviate from the Neverwinter Nights campaign and just see how far you can live and survive a changing dungeon, I would suggest that for you. Yeah, we will do, we'll definitely try it. And well, on top of playing for games like um, Heroes of the Storm, Rainbow Six, I also I'm not entirely sure if I am able to speak about it. Go on, go for it. Because uh, I didn't sign anything; they just asked me to test the game. Ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so like it's nothing. It's nothing big. Um, what it is is I will I will avoid the telling the names and etc. just to be safe, okay? Yeah. Um. Anyway, there was a campaign on Kickstarter uh, for a board game, which okay. I backed up. Um, we are n they are really now advanced stage of cre finishing finishing touches of the game, isn't it? Right. Okay. Uh, and there is our website, uh, Tabletopedia, if I pronounce uh. right. Yeah, uh, so yeah, so they making it like uh, the version, the electronic version, like a tutorial uh, on it. 
on this website and they asked me to test well they were they were looking for people to test it um so yeah giving my background etc i'd send send them a message uh and i am one of the 10 chosen people to test it Ooh. oh my god Darius is one of the chosen ones yes the chosen few yeah chosen few apparently um and so far the testing the initial gameplay mechanics they work everything is fine because you literally what you need is is just flip the cards isn't it Mm. Uh, that's all what it is about uh however the instructions how to play the tutorial it, they are not very clear uh they ma- what it is is they basically making you to jump from actual rule book to this mm. uh, tutorial script yeah so i don't really like it i would prefer it to have like a, a tutorial script the mechanics tutorial in one booklet. Yeah, sort of more like a quick start book, really, isn't it? Yes. You so you just you just basically what it is is you're just reading the tutorial and you're just flicking the cards, moving the cards, etc., etc. Right. Based based on what is written on the uh, booklet. Ah. Uh, oh. So for example, they the, on the booklet it's saying now take. Let's say one red and one blue token. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, so it's more. And then, uh, okay, well, no, sorry, I cannot say. Uh, there are names for these tokens for the red one, sorry, and blue one, right? Mm-hmm. So let let's say infinity token and beyond token. Okay. Right, and then I'm gonna have to look, but go back to rule book. What the hell is infinity token? Ah, uh, so that yeah, so they're giving they're giving you it without any context as to what it actually is and why you would yeah yes so you have to go back and forth with this ones and in the same time you have to flip on the to the other you know screen window to play the game mm. uh so that, that's what i'm looking to kind of write you know i'm basically write a report to them about it uh and suggest that kind of slight change okay keep the rule book fine but if you it's like a tutorial scenario where you're just literally showing them what to do with what how to play the game uh, to introduce the game to the players just mm. if you're saying pick up infinity token just make a little icon next to it so i will know which one it is because for the first time players that's definitely a no-go yeah, yeah. You don't want it being prohibitive to a new player. From yeah. any off, it's just no. It's not. I mean, you don't. Yeah, it's, I guess that's the the hard balance of a board game designer, isn't it? You don't want to be condescending to all players and just assuming that, you know, well, we're gonna hold your hand for this and everything will just be fine. But yeah, you also don't want to turn around and go, well, yes, you need to be fifth level cleric in a you know entirely different game before you'll have the knowledge to play our games. Exactly, exactly. But well, anyway, uh, the ge- the the game is nice. It's it feel feel good. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm really that kind of proved the concept of what I've backed on the Kickstarter. Okay. So yeah, I'm really waiting for it right now. Can't wait. <laughs> cool. And uh, no on that note, and on that note, I will end my gaming discussion. Ah, okay, cool. Darius has used end turn.
And now priority goes on to D. What have you been playing, mate? Oh, um, I've been playing the truck simulator with like you've been playing. Oh, the, the American truck the, simulator. The American truck simulator. Yeah. I've uh, done a handful of hours on that. I've been going through the old dungeons on WoW. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, playing a bit of Siege and trying to play Minecraft with yeah the Skyblox one. Ah, uh, right, yeah, the Skyblox Minecraft. Okay. Well, how far? How how are the uh, the states of California and Arizona um, uh, faring for you for American Truck Simulator? Doing okay-ish. I've covered about half of California so far. Mm-hmm. And I've only done a little bit into Nevada and Arizona. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, you've got Nevada as well, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, I've done about, I've made about 80k so far, so I've not got enough yet to buy my first truck. Ah, uh, you'll be you'll be getting there. You'll mm. be getting there. You you, see, you went for the learn how to sort of play it way. Me as a uh, God. Veteran of Euro Truck Simulator 2 went and uh, the first opportunity I could to get a big, massive, weighty loan, I did. Mm, I'm doing it from and scratch. Then, uh, yeah. I've done it off what Terry recommended with the heavy goods thing. So I've got the heavy goods now, I've got a little bit of long distance, and I'm going yeah. a little bit of fuel economy. Cool. Maybe. Coolios. Okay. That's that's the thing with American Truck Simulators. I drive, I turn, I jackknife, I, I drive. I stall the uh, rig. I nearly blow it up. Oh. If you can blow it up, it's just you like can't blow them up. But but, yeah, no, it's oh, engine failing. Sim- engine failing. Please go to services. Engine failing. It's like yeah, well, that's, that's because you told me you were doing head on. You were going down head on traffic at one point. Uh, I. I drive like a Briton. You need to drive on the right hand side of the road. Nah, that's for fools. <laughs> Driving on the right side. Hey man, his truck versus their cars. What do you think is gonna win? I went against another eighteen wheeler. I went against another eighteen wheeler at one point and took forty-seven percent damage. Uh, oh my God, about you've been, you've been sixty-eight playing, oh. miles an hour. You're playing bloody Sega's eighteen wheeler. <laughs> The arcade game where you just shove your rivals off the road. That's not the simulator. <laughs> Either that or that, that one burnout game type where you try to cause as much destruction as possible or throwing <laughs> your car off a ramp. Yes. You know they actually brought out a, a game called Danger Zone. Uh, X Criteria. <laughs> yeah. Danger Zone. Um, yeah. They, yeah. They brought out a, just a game that is just crash stuff old ex-Criterion employees before EA gobbled them up. To be honest, um, yeah, the game mode in Burnout where you just blow your car up and just bounce down the street. They were the best. They were the best. We that was an- fun. We need another good Burnout game. We need EA to stop fucking with our nostalgia. And to give us another Burnout game? To mess with <laughs> our nostalgia in a different way? Yeah. Sorry, D, go on. Oh, what was it? Um, trying yeah, that to, was the last thing. Yeah, trying to blow up the engine and stuff. Um, I've actually made 120k and 40k of it's been repairs. 
and like collision costs. Yeah, that's that's. Uh... Hey, that's an eighty. That's an eighty thousand profit. Yeah, that's a win to my books. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll sh- if I didn't crash as much and get so many traffic violations, the other thing is running red lights. Um. And yeah. Yeah, that's 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 not. Yeah, yeah. The red lights are there for a reason. How the time you can't see them? Oh, uh, that was the thing. I've been playing in. Tried to play at least half of it time in first person mode, from the truck truck mm-hmm. driver's point of view. Yeah. Until it comes to parking, parking's a nightmare in first person. I'm I'm with you on that one. Now the moment parking comes along, push button two, you can have the overhead view. Yeah, I've been playing that on the pad, not the keyboard and mouse. Ah, uh, uh, keyboard and mouse is just the better way. But mm. that's 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 just me. Moving on. Me. Oh, um, if you want to, uh, I think that's later than new release stuff. Like Soul Calibur came out this weekend. Yeah, I was about to get to that. Because mm. guess who went and picked it up? Probably you, because Soul Calibur is a stable for you. Oh, Soul Calibur is my favourite set of fighting games. Oh, man. I would thought it would have been oh, Tekken. They... No. No. Tekken's too stilted. Uh. But, uh, yeah. yeah. If you're ready for me to talk about Soul Calibur, I will talk about it. Okay. I gotta say, man, I, I play a lot of Soul Calibur too. Now I got a gamepad, I'd be interested in picking that up if I had uh, some money. Yeah. I've got two, yeah, three, and uh, four for Soul Calibur. Yeah, well, this is, yeah, this is number six, which is uh, a reboot in a sense. It's an anniversary edition, so they now tell you the story from the beginning, from, well, from the edge, uh, end of Soul Blade, the What's 1995 PS. Soul Edge? Or? It, it depends where you're based. Yeah, it depends oh, on boy. what region. For us, it, for us it was Soul Blade. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, so, so what? Was it just illegal to name the same thing a game the same as it was in other countries it before, a, like, 2000? <laughs> well, it's a bit I like, don't know. Is that just a thing? Well, it's a bit like, um, what did it do with Harry Potter? They did the Sorcerer's Stone and the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. Well, that was a localization thing, because people in America wouldn't know how to associate a philosopher with, you know, stone. They would, they would have no idea what that means. It's like, ah, oh, Sorcerer, that's magic. We, sorcerer's Probably Stone. Probably do the same easy. thing for the Blade. Like, Soul Edge, Soul Blade. I, yeah, maybe. Or it could just be Namco fucking with you. Who knows? But, yeah, no, I see what you mean. That's, that's actually a thing. Um, but, yeah, so it goes from the events of Soul Blade slash Edge um, to the events of Soul Calibur Five, Or, no, 4. It kind of pretends that 5 didn't exist. I can't say I remember much about 5. Don't worry about it. It was basically Soul Calibur, the new class. It like had the the offspring of Taki, the offsprings of Sophitia and all that. It kind of just went, ah yeah, we ended the story now. How do we bring it back for another fighting game? Now Namco have just went, screw that. We're just going to tell you the whole story from Soul Blade to Soul Calibur Four, like mm. a ten year span. Um, fighting game wise, it is the well, it's Soul Calibur. Vertical attacks, horizontal attacks, kicks. You know, your unblockables, your stuff like that. It's got a couple of features in it now, or, um, yeah, a couple of features in it called the Lethal Hit, which, when you do a specific thing with your character against someone's attacks, you send them flying 
I mean not just like flying part way across the stage, I mean flying about ten foot up into the air and back down. Was it um, exciting? Was it three or four that had the um, campaign thing where it was a bit like a Rochi? Or was a Rochi? That was none of them. Well, I have a more important question. Yeah. How does it feel to play as Geralt? Um, I haven't played as Geralt yet. I've oh, then. It. I'm not I've talking played... to you anymore. Geralt. I, I pl- excuse me, Killick for life. Thank you very much. Um, no, but I, I've played against Geralt. It's okay. He's he's fluid as a character. Um. Um. So he's he's more one of those ones. The no the the one that you're talking about Dan was the side mode of uh, number three, but it wasn't a core part of it. And the one you you play is that the Burning Bridges guy, with the staff. Yes, though he doesn't use he hasn't used Burning Bridges since uh, number three. Ah, uh, okay. They got rid of it. But anyway, still, yeah. The other feature that they've got is called Reversal Edge. And you basically push a button, it's a, a vertical attack, you charge it up a little bit, if someone tries to attack you with an attack you'll parry it, and then you enter a weird rock-paper-scissors game. It's like you push a button, your opponent pushes a button, and then depending on what attack you've used, one of you will win. Um, it's possible though, because they've got other little bits to try and make it just less like Dragon Ball Z, and more like Soul Calibur. Not only are there the rock, paper, scissors buttons, but there is like you can still have side steps and stuff in there as well. So if you push an attack that you think might not win, you can then also do a side steppy thing and hope that your opponent hasn't just done something to just, you know, kick the living shit out of you. Um, they've still got the ability to destroy armor so you can watch your heavily armor plated dude suddenly become shirtless within two seconds. Um,. The way that they've done the way that they've done the story modes in it is it's intertwining. So you've got what's called Soul Chronicle, which is the main story of the history of Soul Edge, and by extension Soul Calibur. Oh, okay. Then you've got yeah. Then you've got individual characters' stories attached to that, Mm. and then there's a second mode called Libra of Soul, which is a story mode like an RPG mode, in a sense, with your customised characters. And depending on how much you play of each mode, you can intertwine them. They, they meet each other. So you get known as a character called the Conduit, for story reasons. Mm. And I was playing it, I'm playing a, you know, a shapeshifter, he's blue, he's wearing a leather jacket, he looks like he's just come out from the Matrix, but has not had his facial features fully formed. Mm. It's not like a blue um, kind of deal. Yeah, he's just he's just blue. He's just blue. Coat, Dabber, headband. You know, yep. yep. Um, one of one of you know one of the one of the people who were watching me playing it, it said he looked like a gimp. I told him he definitely wasn't. He was a shapeshifter because he's got a mouth and facial features. Ish. Ish. Don't you love when you can have your own custom character be like really important, for like a really serious storyline, and you could just make him look like a total twat. Yeah. <laughs> And a twat I have made him, um, but still, yeah. So he's he's going through that, and I got far enough in the story that I met Killik and Edgemaster. They're both in the game. Yeah. I did a fight. I switched over to the Soul Chronicle, and I'm using and the Soul Chronicle at the moment is following Killik because oh. he's you know one of the more rounded characters really. Um, 
and I don't mean that in terms of the fighting, I mean it in his characterisation, him. Mm. You get to a point where you're sat there training as Kalik, and it's just like, ah oh, yeah, someone's here to fight you. And you don't know who you're fighting until you're on the stage. And lo and behold, oh look, there's my conduit character. Except that now instead of kicking Kalik's ass in three straight rounds, I had to kick the shit out of myself, and it kind of depressed me a little. <laughs> but, yeah. It's just that nice bit that if you play the story, if you play both story modes, it can cross. Yeah. Crossover, yeah. So, is Edge Master above or below Edge Lord? Um, <laughs> Edge Master is above Edge Lord. Edge Lord still, you know, is still too controversial to so to be to be fully professional. Whereas an Edge Master has managed to get over that bullshit phase of his life. And move on, and you know, look to to help other people. He's the edgiest. Yes, he's he's the edgiest. However, Soul Edge Lord, they're the worst of the worst. Oh God. So, so yeah. Soul Edge is the demon. They have so much Edge that Edge Masters think that they're overly dramatic. Yeah. Well, isn't Soul Edge the evil sword? Yeah, Soul Edge is the evil sword. Amen. Well, in a sense, if you actually think about number four. Um, it was a bit weird that actually Soul Edge and Soul Calibur were both evil, mm. in a sense. It's like they both had their own ways of trying to destroy each other. They they both used their um, respective hosts, holders, and shit like that. Mm. But yeah, but yeah, enjoying Soul Calibur. Not gone online with it yet because I prefer to bathe in the greatness as my character not be just taken down eight pegs by random button basher number two hello hello oh, <laughs> hi guys alright there you are um, yeah but look yeah, forward no. to fighting you yeah but I've, I've been, I've been enjoying that and then other, th other than that I've started some recording for the game resonance of fate slash end of eternity see again another game two completely different names yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying that. That's an RPG that I will be spending a lot of time with over the coming weeks because I'm recording a video series of it, which will end up on the YouTubes soon. Very nice. So uh, very exciting. Yeah. So now that we've got that, we're going to. <laughs> we're 40 minutes in. Let's uh, let's do what we call uh, quick news. Quick news. Yeah, quick news. So let's look and see what we've got. We'll start from the top. Ah, here we go. Yes, uh, did we all... <laughs> let's start with the first story of the CSGO player who managed to get him and his entire team disbanded because he was a cheating scumbag. Does not surprise me. Oh, yeah, good. So this... I gotta be honest, I, uh, I was... Too busy playing Final Fantasy 15, but uh, so I didn't actually read uh, any of the news. Don't worry, so. uh, you are in for a treat on this one. So there was an official tournament that was going on. So it was called the Extreme Land, uh, the Extremes Land. Money involved. Tournament. Eh? Well, money are involved in. Tournament. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, this is a proper tournament. In prizes, yeah. so like hundred thousand yeah. dollar equivalent um, prize, and they were in the finals. And they're playing, and randomly, the game pauses, and officials are checking one guy's computer. The uh, the player, uh, what's his name, and uh, Nikhil Forsaken Kumawat. Um, 
was actually had an aimbot installed in the match where people could see him. The they oh, they twigged on it. The live spectated uh, major championship tournament being watched by thousands of people, as well as several judges and commentators, yeah. and the yeah. other team. Yep. And this guy is aimbotting. It was a triggered aimbot, apparently. So he could turn. It was a, it was a toggled one. But when it wasn't an aimbot, it was a wall hack. <laughs> oh, good, because you know, cheating one f- in one flavor isn't yeah. enough. So there's a, there is a there is a Twitter, um, like there's a video from CS:GO to Asia that shows him like ripping the mouse away from an official because he's trying to delete the hack before they check his computer. So it's just like quite clearly a cheating scumbag. Yeah, yeah. Rip the fu- rip the mouse away from the official before he checks it. So I was like, ah, I just have to delete my browser history before you check that. Hold yeah, on. It's like <laughs> just ridiculous. But what's happened is he's not just cost him, though. Apparently he's cheated. Like, you know, he's he's cheated before. He's been banned before. So so oh, obviously learned very well. However, he's not just ruined his CS:GO career. Because Team Optic, which is the CSGO team he was part of, um, released a statement later on uh, that day that basically said, We stand strongly against any form of cheating as it not only tarnishes the local roster, but potentially harms competitive integrity in the region. We have terminated Nikhil Forsaken Kumawat's contract for his actions. At this time, we are also releasing the remaining roster to pursue new opportunities with other competitive options. So that was from their own Twitter account. So he's basically got the rest of his team sacked, regardless of whether they knew he was doing his scumbaggy actions or not. They now all have to find new teams to join. Well, I know, uh, I know who's getting stoned tonight. Oh, oh, <laughs> um, yeah, he he isn't he isn't welcome anymore. But uh, yeah, so so we start off with the the, the you know the you know the poor news of. Some cheating scumbag being a cheating scumbag, but at least he got caught. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it was, it was good news. Everyone saw what he was doing. Yeah. So it was uh, it was all great. I just I just cannot get my head around how you can cheat on the fucking tournament. Well, that's actually yeah, that was the question that people have been bringing up. It's like what he brought his own PC to the tournament, and it's like that's not necessarily the case. A lot of people have been saying that. While they te- while all the PCs at the tournament are run by the organisers, they let players bring their own keyboards and mice. Makes sense. Yeah. It's their personal stuff. But you can put a program in. You can just a better program into the keyboard and mouse. That's the thing. It's a lot of these keyboards and mice are programmable. There's nothing stops them running a script. The other thing that they were saying on this is because they were playing a CS:GO tournament, they'd be using Steam. And nothing stops Steam downloading a like a, a Steam Workshop file that contains oh, yeah. the aimbot mm-hmm. as they log on to their account. So you know, there's 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 ways around it, but yeah, what idiot openly cheats in in a <laughs> tournament game? Yeah, because he really wanted to um, snipe someone in the face. Yeah, well, and he can't aim for shit. Esports are getting spicy, man. I recall reading articles a couple of years ago in the uh, StarCraft II community mm. of people uh, uh, fixing matches. Like, there's a huge like gambling scene on 
uh, Korean uh, StarCraft team yeah. matches. Yeah. And uh, there, there were a number of top-level Korean players who were caught, like, throwing matches or, you know, like, you know, ba- yeah, basically throwing matches uh, in order to please you know, someone's bets and have them go mm-hmm. some way. And basically the way they track this is, like, watching, like, all of a sudden, like, towards the end of a match, like, uh, a sudden shift in, like, bets moving from one player to another, and then all of a sudden he throws. It's like, oh, okay, so that was a throwing mm-hmm. game. <laughs> and the people, they get, like, jail sentences for that shit. Yeah. Like, there are people who've gone away for two, three years, been fined the equivalent of, like, a quarter million dollars. Like, it's a big deal. They are not. They're not taking that no, lightly. No, definitely. I mean, and, uh, I mean, this is this yeah. is South Korea now, isn't it? Where they now have the, I mean, they have stadiums for StarCraft. Riot bought an arena that they could host League of Legends in. In fact, that's where like the the tournaments, uh, the the finals, um, or at least the the playoffs, are being held in Lol Park in Seoul, Korea. Um, Lol yeah, it's Park. called Lol Park. It is a purpose-built League of Legends arena. I want to take a stroll down Wall Park. Yes, it's like seats 500 people. They get to to watch on screens, but they are on an elevated view so they can watch the players as well. Players face each other, which is a bit different to a lot of like sort of esports games where they usually sit the teams side by side. With a gap in the middle. Mm. No, no. In in Lol Park, you face your opponents. You look straight into his eyes, and then look down again because you need to actually keep an eye on where you're positioned on your computer. But still, yeah. You look your the you look your opponent in the eye as you uh, aimbot them and try to cheat on the yeah. tournament. Well, anyway, before we go to yeah, so we go from some from arseholes, you know, cheating to. Weird, also other weird decisions being made, but this time by publishers. So, I didn't know this until I actually looked at the news. Let's get it prepared today. But Squeenix are bringing out a, uh, a, a a single sitting game. They're calling it. It's just an adventure game that is part um, part FMV game, and then part fighting game, like combat. Um, called the Quiet Man, and the 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 advertising they got for this, or the the unique selling point, is that you are playing a deaf character called Dane, but you play as Dane, so you see everything through, or you you see everything through his eyes, but you also don't hear through his ears. You'll play the you'll play the entirety of the game with muffled audio, no subtitles. Because you're playing a deaf guy. That's a very interesting yeah. concept. So you kind of have to, because of that, he, like his character, he's got sort of better reflexes and is actually a bit more combative. But I'd be interested to see how they how they do that in a game where you know a lot of fighting games usually hear cues from enemies as they're attacking. They'll make some stupid telegraphed sound before they attack. So it'll be a bit different to sort of play a game where you know you're not going to be able to hear that. So you have to sort of like do the fight in the other way. But this is the odd thing that Squeenix have done. Given that that's the unique selling point of the game, they've stated that once you complete it, you can do a second playthrough, but it'll turn all the sound on. Yay! I can hear what? things. Yeah, but 
That, that kind of defeats the purpose. And why? Yup, yup. You know what that reminds yep. me of? That reminds me of uh, Memento and how uh, you, in the DVD version you can watch it all, the normal way through, which is, I mean, if you don't know anything about Memento, it's basically all the scenes are shown to you in the reverse order. Uh, but then you can, on the DVD you can play it in like like the normal way, like forwards, all the scenes uh, chron in chronological order, that's the one. It's very, very weird. That'd be a bit like also playing... Um, has anyone played Beyond Two Souls? Yeah. yeah. It's a, so, so it, was a, it was a Quantic Dream game. Um, I quite liked yeah, that. It was, a, it was a good... Yeah. It was like the way that you played it, you played as Ellen Page's character, and I've forgotten what her name was called, but all the levels that she did were told in... In a, in a story way so you'd learn each plot point as they were but the way it was sold was that her memories were a little off kilter so she's just randomly telling you sort of memories so it would piece it together that way but once you completed the game you had the option of playing the, all the you could play it in chronological order as well but it didn't make sense because there was stuff that you were learning in that in that uh in the chronological that you would never have known until sort of other points. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm not sure about this. I mean, it's a unique selling point. It's if if you're supposed, to, especially when they say, in, this is the like the on the Steam page for it, it says that you play as a deaf character Dane and experience the world as the character does with very little distinct audio and no subtitles. It's up to you to make up your own interpretation of the story as your search for the master man unfolds. Someone gets kidnapped, he goes out to save him. Uh, this is from GameSpot, by the way. Um, the last story was from PC Gamer. There we go, I have now sourced all my stories so far, and we'll carry on. Yeah, but if, if the, the whole point is supposed to be to interpret your own story, aren't you going to then be a bit like pissed off at what the story actually is once you've got the sound and understand what's going on? Yeah, it does kind of take away from it. It's like, make up your own story, or here's your own interpretation. It's like, oh, by the way, this is the actual story. This is the real canonical story, well, and you can't change that. Oh, what was it? Uh, that way, you can compare... The only way you can think is, if you was going to do it on a balance point, is to see how you would compare and contrast how you thought you perceived it to how it's actually perceived. Mm, yeah. But, yeah, I know, I know where you're coming from, but... Yeah, it just it is just a little bit odd. I mean, it isn't going to stop me from from trying it because it does seem interesting enough to actually play. I mean, the game's coming out on the first of November for PS4 and I wonder, PC. I wonder if so. they have um, the. It was like when you do it in school, because well, we had to do it in school. We had to pretend, we had classes where we were deaf, blind, and something else. Yeah, they. They call this. It's like it used to be deaf, dumb, and blind, but now people like that are known just known as deaf blind, because yeah, so uh, the idea of calling someone dumb was a bit insulting, to be honest. And yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree but with that. Basically, you had to learn braille, sign language, and lip reading. Mm. Yeah. So I wonder if in the Quiet Man, they'll have it thing enough for lip reading, because that's how you would learn. Mm. If you had that sense to cough you. You'd be forced to lip read slash. Yeah, it's, it's a bit weird. Piece it together because they do have a teaser trailer for it. It shows Dane walking down an alley, and there's these three like gangbangers, and just like, oh yeah, 
yeah, yeah, you're you're in the wrong you're in the wrong neighbourhood, bro. You better turn around. We're gonna steal your shit and all that. Now, if it got to me that Dane was actually a lip reader, he would have responded in the action mm. other than what he did, which is in the trailer, he just points to his ear and shakes his head. Mm. So it's more likely that he's like a, a mute character as well. But anyway, yeah. still comes out November the first. It might be something worth looking at. Um, mm. Yeah, if it's a single sitting game, might even just do a gameplay of it. It's not, you know, won't be too too hard. But anyway, we move on to our last piece of news before we get to the oddest, and it's a very quick one from Kotaku. Uh, just more leading into the idea of, of Rockstar not being the paragons of gameplay that people think they are. Um, that uh, apparently, so Red Dead Redemption comes out next Thursday. Oh, October 26th, when's, when's that? Thursday? Wednesday? Friday. Um, Friday, right? Next yeah, Friday. Well done. Yeah. You know how to use a calendar. Cheers, guys. Um, yeah, so it comes out on Friday. And every major store and Amazon and digital stores are, uh, are going to get the game there and then. Mm-hmm. Not so, for, not so right. for independent stores. Rockstar are not delivering units of Red Dead Redemption 2 okay. until... A week later, which is bullshit. Yeah. Mm. You yeah. Uh, you know, in this whole idea of open market and free, you know, free market and everything like that. And support local yeah. business, except yeah. you can't. Yeah, no, you can't because they. I mean, and a lot of games are going to be sold, and this is the thing that most uh, statisticians look at when they look at copies sold for a game. They look within the first week. 48 hours in some cases and then you're basically saying at that point that some places oh they they affect our sales too much that you're not going to be selling them in independence it's a Mm. bit of a dick move and I don't I don't see the reason why they're doing that because at the end of the day that's money for the company yeah Yeah, I mean they're going to miss out on thousands of units and sales figures if they're going to be you know, trying to make reports within the first week or so of the game being released. Basically, they're trying to monopolize it as well. Well, it's to monopolize it as well. Mm. You have to buy it off these companies. Well, it's just like, what's, at these it's just like, what stakes do they have? It's like, what business deals do they have with these companies that, that they have to push this uh, sales model to reap their their supposed maximum benefit? Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is come upon the case. They're deciding that the only stores that matter are the big ones. The ones where they can get pre-order bonus stuff and DLC culture. And like, oh, wait, there we go. There's the answer, isn't it? It might be, but still, I don't see it. I don't know why they're doing... Because, for example, if I'm living like in remote area, kind yeah. of. And, okay, the game's supposed to be in that shop by Friday. Mm-hmm. So I d- I've already set up my weekends. I'm staying at home. Wanted to play the game, but I will not change the plans because the game will not arrive. I will still probably will stay at home, do something else, and pick the game week later, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, it could be it could be a backfire on on Rockstar's part here. Yeah. I mean, it's the second piece of like bad news that they've had all week. Yeah, and someone you know there was the leak out that. I mean, granted, they were quality control, or they were QA testers, but still, they're still as important as developers, anyway. Working 100-hour weeks 
to get Red Dead out, and the games industry, or like some news sites, were running it like it was a fucking achievement. It's like, oh yeah, we got, we've got these guys slaving away to get the game that you wanted. Now, hundred yeah, hour, hundred week. hour weeks, and this led to um, oh, was it Sam or Dan Hauser? Dan Hauser. I think it was Sam. It was one of the Hauser brothers, the ones who own Rockstar. Um, talking about, oh no, we didn't force anyone to do it. No, I wouldn't work a 100-hour week. I wouldn't expect it for anyone else. However, there were targets that we needed to achieve, so anyone who helped out, you know, it all worked out better. And immediately coming out with people who were saying, yes, I was a QA tester for Rockstar, but you damn well know that if I didn't say yes, I wouldn't be used for X project or Y project. Well, it's like, you, I mean, you consider there's a, like 168 hours in a week. You take away 56 for 8 hours of sleep for yeah. 7 days a week. It's like, and then your 100 hours of work, you're, you're left with like 12 hours for the entire week of not yeah. working. Yeah. That's pretty That's pretty yeah. rough. No, it's, it's an asshole move. I sort of agree with sort of other, you know, critics and stuff like that. Um, I'm a big one. My boy Jim Sterling. Jim Quisition himself. No, I agree with him. No, sorry. No, 100-hour work weeks is bullshit. Shouldn't be happening. Shouldn't ever have been happening. Shouldn't really be happening again. But, mm. you know, until until people vote where their money is and they don't do anything like that, it's not going to happen. So. Similar, thing, uh, similar thing like that happens in the animation things. Why animators... Uh, yeah. The weekly jump writers get burnt out because they have... Yeah, it's literally little... that week to write their comic. Yeah, the ridiculous burnout that they that they have is just not it's just not right. It shouldn't. It's you know, like it should uh, happen. No. It's like the it's like the guy that writes One Piece. He has four days to write a chapter. Five, four, five days to get the chapter to the publisher. Final draft. Ready for the jump. That's that was that was the depressing bit. We left the depressing stuff till the end. Then, <laughs> right. So quickly before we before we finish because we are now running at an hour and five. I want to play a very quick game with you. It's called The Oddest, okay. and it's just basically just a hope that you are all people with no sort of humour whatsoever who don't laugh. Otherwise, we're going to wrap this up very quickly. I'm going to go through. <laughs> I'm going to go through a list of scenarios. Now, this was suggested to to me by my friend, workmate, uh, Joe, from my workplace. He said, okay. on your podcast, just go through some of the oddest Sims 3 patches that have ever happened in its history. And just see how people uh, react, see how people are you, laugh. Are you talking literally about the game Sims the game, 3? The Sims 3 had right. some odd patch notes over its development cycle. And so I found him. Okay. So I found a list. This has come from an imager thing from Reddit, uh, from the Sims Reddit. And we're going to go through the list. Try your best to just be calm as we go through the oddest Sims 3 patch notes. Number one. Kleptomaniac Sims can no longer steal subway stations from lots. <laughs> Now, the thing on that is kleptomaniac <laughs> sims could always come back from work and stuff like that with just random shit in their inventory and you could just take them out. Apparently there was a, a situation where they could take a subway station from the lot. Just, just, just the, the whole, whole subway station. station. 
It's just in your yeah, pocket, yeah, just, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then you're trying to drag that out and wonder where you were going to place it on your 4x4 four four lot. You know, who, who would have known? Okay, mm. uh, number two. Sims can no longer woohoo in the elevator with a sim who is on a different floor. Well, that was just, that's just a, that's just the way you should do that, that's, you know. That's that's like, I, I was waiting for that patch note, <laughs> man. I hate it when my sim woohoos at someone who's not on the same floor as him. But specifically in an elevator. If he does it while he's just in, like, his flat, that's fine. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, the Grim... Uh, number three. The Grim Reaper will no longer be prevented from reaping souls due to band affiliation. Band affiliation? Yeah. This is, this is the thing that when when you sim could make a band, they could make it a certain types of band. But I'm guessing if one of them was death metal, they could avoid being just killed by the Grim Reaper. Uh... Oh, here we go, number four. Grim, uh, that's a big uh, metal fan. He he likes to yeah. show up at concerts. Yeah, just... Sometimes there's an accident, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's just it's just how it is. Number four, fixed a tuning issue so that Sims now vomit at acceptable levels. <laughs> vomit at acceptable levels of tuning? What they can sing it? They could like vomit in like eight <laughs> octaves. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> It's like Oh yes. Well that's evolved very quickly to everyone just making vomiting noises. Well that is this is working exactly as I wanted it to. This is great. number five, it is no longer possible to try for baby with the Grim Reaper. Wait, so prior to this patch you could like attempt to solicit the Grim Reaper for baby sex? It's like, it's like I don't just want to do you, okay? I want to have a baby with you. Not anymore. <laughs> just, uh, just death's like, uh, no, uh, complications. Gotta go. I've got a, I've got a rock band I need to, I've got a concert I need to attend to. Um, I if death impregnates a baby, is it like, is it, does it create another Grim Reaper or is the baby just dead? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Or does it create a baby Grim Reaper? Oh. Death babies. Death Junior. It's Death just a little baby. skeleton. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, it's dead. No, 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 it's supposed to look like that. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, number six. Become enemies with child, wish no longer appears. So it seems they could have wishes and fears. So a, a sim wishes could wish to become enemies with a child. Usually evil sims. Wait, could they? can they fear becoming enemies with children? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. <laughs> so they could still be afraid of being enemies yeah, with children. Yeah, just like, no, no, no. But they can no longer desire <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's like I love hating being hated by children. I love getting into fights with yeah. children. It's just the yeah, best. It's just, it's just as it is. Yeah, they just. I've taken away my favorite pastime. Yeah, there's just a lot of situations with just adult Sims just virtually bullying children into submission. That's basically what happened. Uh, number seven. Sims who are on fire will no longer be forced to attend graduation before they can put themselves out. <laughs> <laughs> That's oddly specific. Yeah, I'm just so... Tr- <laughs> there, I, I don't know if you've noticed, Dan, but they're all oddly specific. That's kind of the running theme yeah, of these patch yeah. notes. I'm just, I'm just picturing just this guy, and it's like, and here, Jack Daniels, and there's just this flame walking, walking in. <laughs> Burning the the diploma that they get, and then just 
I'm actually thinking about the flip side of that, where it's like the dude's like baking cookies or something at home, and he's just like, "Oh, I'm on fire! Oh shit, I'm late for graduation!" <laughs> and books it down the road. Still on fire. He's just like <laughs> Human Torch style. Oh, yeah. Get some Johnny Blaze in there. Yeah. Just sets the whole neighborhood on fire on his way. He comes back, and it's just a apocalyptic wasteland. Yeah. It's like, oh, phew. Uh, here we go, number eight. Pregnant Sims can no longer brawl. Can no longer brawl. Well, okay, that's that's yeah. fair. That's just simple, really. That's just just how that works. Uh, num- it's like family. It's like a. It's like that episode of Family Guy where it's like Peter gets into that fight with that that chick that looks like a dude. It's, it's like, hey, you punched my mom. Oh, no, I punched game. your dad. Yep. Uh, here we go. Uh, number nine. Baby Sims will no longer become stuck on a Sims hand while driving a car. Wait, while the baby's driving the car or <laughs> well, the adults driving the, the car? While the adults driving the car. There would be situations it's where the, like the baby sim would just stick as a graphic on their hand. This is like, baby Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> yes. And the baby's just like, goo goo gaga. <laughs> yeah, just like... It's like, oh, this was a terrible idea. Crash. Yeah. Oh, num- number 10. Sims will no longer receive a wish to skinny dip... With mummies, like, is, like, is in like Skeleton the, the slang word for mummies. moms? No, or? no, no, no. As in the uh, mummy, uh, yeah. Egyptian, yeah, Egyptian bandaged. I was thinking <laughs> like, like, like. I was thinking like cougars, like trying to hit on you, and like go skinny dipping, you know. <laughs> oh god! Well, because if you try it, you end up having skinny dip with a skeleton. Yeah, I guess that's guess what it is. It belongs to the Grim Reaper thing, I guess. Yeah. You cannot solicit the Grim Reaper or mummies for sex. Yep. Here we go. Number 11. Brace yourself for this one. A meteor can hit a building, in which case everyone will run out before the collision. Those who do not exit the building will die. Sims automatically leave if a meteor is approaching, unless it is a school in which children are not allowed to leave and will always die. Wow, they specifically Whoa. programmed that into the game? Uh, you see, I don't know if that last one is actually true. All the others, I know they are, because I've double-checked them. But this one, I'm not too sure. But yeah, natural disaster in Meteor would kill everyone in there. It is the fact that that does make sense, because in the way that Sims is coded, adult Sims can leave work early and never attend and stuff like that. A child Sim can be late to school, but once they are there, can't leave until the time's done. So that would oh, make okay. sense, and it, yeah, it's just absolutely awful. Hands on your head, get low to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Time to duck and cover, the meteor is yeah. coming. Duck and cover. Let's <laughs> just still play on the TV as all these kids are left just going, Why is Mr. Rollins gone? Where's he? Oh no. Mommy! <laughs> Bang. <laughs> All the teachers have left. All the principals have left. It's like, take the children, don't take us. We have careers. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah. We contribute to the GDP, damn it. We deserve to live. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so that was, uh, yeah, that's that's the oddest Sims patch notes. It's like, we can make another kid, you know. We don't, you know, do you know how long it'll take to train another principal? Excuse me. Excuse me. I just need to go and do something. Grim Reaper, I want to bang. <laughs> it's save save problems, anyway. Baby Grim Reaper grows up to be the principal. <laughs> yeah. 
Ah, uh, hello, I am high school head teacher Death. Uh, Can you imagine that? It's just like he's he's the headmaster of, of the school and, and he's, he's just having a really bad day, right? He's just like, alright, I know how to fix this. Meteor! <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Just, just click the fingers. Done. And that's my quota filled yeah. for the month. I'm going to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, I'm trying to actually remember. Oh, I think it was Sol. Yeah, Solita. The Grim Reaper. It's a Grim Reaper Academy. Sure. sure. That, was, uh, <laughs> that worked. Right. So that was the oddest. And that was the first. That was yeah, the that oddest. Was, that, that was odd. the first bit of quite odd. Of the odd. Uh, of the oddest. I will try and see if we can find more of them. Think of more ideas. Though, if anyone has any ideas and you are, like I say, listening to this podcast, please let us know on the Twitter, on the Facebook, um, in the comments of YouTube or podcasts, wherever you can do it. Let us know, um, and we may do another version of The Oddest at some point soon. But since we are at an hour and ten minutes, and this will be the longest Immaterial Gamers podcast that we've done, uh, let's get this to a close. So, um... Yeah, we kind of lied about keeping things brief, yeah. didn't we? In fact, what we've actually done is actually enjoyed ourselves so much more that unfortunately we've managed to have the counter-effect of it being <laughs> longer. But, uh, hey, if we're... If we, if we Alright, so next it. episode, we need less happiness, um, is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, basically, if we could... We need to be yeah, miserable. Yeah, just have a depressing podcast. We're miserable, it'll be short. Yeah, preferably no one dies, but we'll just try and we'll just no promises. keep it that way. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I never know when a meteor will death. fall on me and my children that I don't know I have. Well, you're you're an adult. You'll automatically ah, exit the building before the course. children. Yeah, that'll be that'll be the one. Right. So, um, like, share. Unless you're still attending school at some yeah. point. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Um. What if you were happy Gilmore kind of deal? No. Just just no. No. <laughs> okay. Alright, cool. Like, share, subscribe, all, right. all that business. We will see you next week. So until then, have a good one and uh, hopefully don't die to a meteor. Goodbye, Bye. Bye.